much, Annie Cathy's and I Gabby Gabbers. Welcome to Mini Gabs. I'm Natalie. I'm Kina. And we have our special guest. Frankie. Frankie. <laughs> <laughs> I know you guys have heard of Frankie because we talk about his live tweets all the time. So Frankie is one of our Patreon members and we're starting something new. Our Patreon is going to be joining us for our Mini Gabs. And it's going to be awesome. So another incentive to join, yeah, join Patreon. I've only been bugging to do this for a while, so I hopefully know. I can manage to pull it off. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, he's got a cat. He's in. Like, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, Happy New Year. What? Yeah. It's all, it's it's all brand new. 2020. It's the Roaring Twenties again. With Frankie D. I love it. Roaring Twenties with Frankie D. Oh, hey, good it better start being the Roaring Twenties again, and I really want to see people wearing flapper gear. Hell yeah, I'm in. Done, sir. So I kind of hate the word roaring. Like, it's really hard for me to say that. <laughs> <laughs> like, I have to think about it every time. <laughs> Just say that. <laughs> Speaking of which, I was trying to decide between... New Year's facts and traditions today, or just slang from the 20s we should bring back? I like slang. I do too. Very pro-slang, pro-language. Yeah, like giggle water. And speakeasy. That's probably actually like my favorite thing that we have that is 20s-ish. Everything's cool except, you know, the Great Depression and, you know, uh, Prohibition. Everything else can come back. That's cool. Maybe not so much gangsters. That might not be great. No, they need to come back so we have more law and orders. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Give us something to fight against. <laughs> SVU meets Roaring Twenties. <laughs> I am here for it. So you want to go first this week, Natalie? You want me to go first this week? Well, you got your little dance happening, so I'm going to say oh. you should go first. <laughs> I always have a little dance. A little like, dance. Whatever that is. I don't know. It's, uh, wake up, Kima. Wake up. <laughs> You've been up too long. <laughs> I'm never awake at 2.30. So then, and then I was like 3, and I'm like, oh, God, it's the witching hour. The ghosts. The ghosts are going to get me. <laughs> oh, I'm delirious. It's okay. So, because it is the Roaring Twenties, I found some slang we should bring back for 2020. So, it says, history repeats itself. That's why we should bring back all the words from the 1920s into the next decade. So, I'm excited. So, the first one is bees knees. <laughs> Wait, you don't still say that? I know. I know. I'm like, I still hear some people still saying that, but I don't. I don't know if that's my favorite one. <laughs> There's also an alternative: bees knees and the berries. I don't think I've heard that. That yeah. one sounds inappropriate. <laughs> A little bit. It says it means the best. So describing something as the bees knees is one of the highest compliments in the 20s slang. The origin of the phrase is kind of unknown, so that's a bummer. But at one point, it was thought to have been derived from the Italian pronunciation of business, which is just, oh, God, why are you making me say Italian? Sonus Bolognus? That's that's my southern take on that. Sonus Bolognus! Bolognus! <laughs> but regardless of its origins, the bee's knees or the berries is just a grand way of describing something very enjoyable. Example. Ooh, it gives examples. Have you been to the new ice cream shop on campus? It's the bee's knees and the berries. And that I sounds would like a band. Bees berries being real tiny, so it must be a corner shop. Froyo. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's bringing it back. The next one is the phonus balonis, which is phony baloney. 
What? I was trying to say Brody Maloney. <laughs> A.K.A. Otis Malone should self-explanatory. The 20s slang phrase has evolved and has been preserved in the 21st century playground equivalent to bologna sandwich. Calling people out on their bluff is an energy that should be undoubtedly brought back into 2020. But calling out their bluff with a straight face, bonus balonus is a move so bold, Gatsby's grandiose engagement would pale in comparison. <laughs> I highly doubt that. <laughs> Probably not. Uh, uh. Oh, bringing back the Gatsby's. That's a party that I need. Oh, me too. That's Gatsby party. Have you seen that meme where it's like, hear me out. Jack (laughs) Jack didn't drown. He came back, became Gatsby, and threw a lot of parties, but he was afraid to get in the water. Checks out. I mean, he could have lost his memory. Yeah. I'm going to forever believe this. What happened? If it's a soap opera, then yes, most definitely. (laughs) Lost his memory. And then the evil twin moves in. So what's your stance? Could they both fit on the door? Yes. 100%. Yes. <laughs> I guess it wouldn't you know, be much of a dramatic ending if she they both would have fit. But. He could lay down. She could lay on top of him. You know, they'd share body warmth. They'd be good to go. God, I like it. Yeah, I'm a thousand percent sure that they redid that on that show. Oh, shit. What's the one where they, like, recreate things? Oh, my God. It's just like... Mythbusters, yes, Mythbusters. They both got on the door together, and it was hilarious, and it was possible. Which is funny because I guess those two hate each other. So the next one is tell it to Sweeney, which means give it a rest. I don't think I've heard that one. I have not, and I'm just thinking Todd Sweeney. (laughs) Sweeney Todd. Yeah, there you go. (laughs) (laughs) She was saying it the formal way, all right? Last name first. So it says, oh, you skipped class because you're seriously and suddenly ill this morning? Tell it to Sweeney. Maybe they'll believe your phone is below. Stop saying that word. This dismissive phrase could be perfect 20 slangs to serve when you know somebody's full of hot air. If you don't believe it, chances are Sweeney won't either. How many times are they going to say phone is us in this whole thing? Because I'm pretty sure I'm saying it wrong. I'm kind of hoping a lot just for that reason exactly. <laughs> three, three phone a year. Nifty. People still say this. Oh, yeah, a lot. Yeah. If anything, it's that can neat. maybe go away. Let's change it. <laughs> uh, Just kidding. I actually yeah. like that. It's neat, cool, or interesting. Although nifty can be used simply to explain generic approval, it can also be used when taking notice of something that has been surprisingly or previously unexpected or unheard of. Skirt pockets, for example, are extremely nifty <laughs> as a sliced bread. Fair. Very fair. I would think that skirts would have more pockets than pants just because they've got more space. You want to make money by selling purses. Yeah. Even pants have fake pockets. What are you doing? I know. The pants I'm wearing don't have pockets in the front. I know. Mine too. And I'm like, what kind of shit is this? I'm trying to put my keys and I'm like, oh, it's a fake damn pocket. What? Why? It's the garbage fake pockets that drive me crazy. Just the fact that they're sewn shut. Uh, Mine don't even pretend. They're literally not there. It looks like a pocket, but it's not a pocket. <laughs> and then I keep seeing more and more pants for guys with more and more pockets. It's because they want us to carry all the stuff. Yes. <laughs> I'm convinced for that. <laughs> yeah. See, that's like a good cargo short. <laughs> so many yeah. pockets. Well, I mean, same. <laughs> I, I used to. <laughs> Until I found some feminine stuff. <laughs> Start going around saying I'm a husband, a father, and a pack mule. <laughs> That on your resume. That will have to happen. (laughs) (laughs) 
one's good. Zazzled or splificated equals drunk and intoxicated. Well, can you say that while being intoxicated? Because that sounds hard. <laughs> it does. This is how does society turn from such fun words as zazzled or splificated to plain old drunk? The onomatopoeia, I love that word, and the word <laughs> zazzled will do more for imagery and dramatic emphasis than the word drunk could ever dream of doing. Wait, so. who's that an onomatopoeia? <sighs> Onomatopoeias are supposed to be a word that is describing a sound and sounds like the sound. Yeah. When you're yeah. drunk, you don't like wander around going zazzle, 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 zazzle. Maybe if you're doing it right, you do. <laughs> <laughs> I've been doing it wrong. <laughs> oh man, I need to get on the right level. Well, and then it'd be extra funny because, you know, we drink on our podcast, so that's all you would hear. <laughs> You know, we're not doing it right. <laughs> oh, it put it in a sentence. Sure, you've been tipsy or maybe drunk, but have you ever been zazzled or completely splificated? Splificated? Apparently okay, not. I do we like not. splificated. That Very one sounds true. just fun. I like it. It's like a sophisticated splificated kind of thing. Yeah. <laughs> but Gatsby parties. I'm pretty sure I can never say that again. Like, I had to think hard to pronounce that correctly. <laughs> and I'm sober. Like, <laughs> sounds for a shirt. Sophisticated, sophisticated. Yeah, that. Oh, uh, yeah, put that on the bingo sheet. Yeah. <laughs> Sober, Keena. Deal with that tomorrow. Okay, next <laughs> one is booze hound. It means a drunkard. All right. Uh, I'll for that one. Booze hounds would spend a majority of their time being zazzled or splificated. <laughs> like hounds, they're always on the hunt for more booze. And prohibition or not, booze hounds will be a booze hound. So why call them anything else? Yeah. All right. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> Next, fire extinguisher means chaperone. <laughs> so there you go. When your girls get older and you have to chaperone a little like sixth grade dance or something, you're fine. I'm not letting you guys get hot and bothered. Yes. Fire extinguisher. <laughs> says, no, this isn't a break glass in case of a fire type of fire extinguisher. This is a fire extinguisher that will kill the steam off your hot date. That's right, a chaperone. Clever yet fitting, isn't it? 20 slang was nothing if not cunningly descriptive of the mundane objects that somehow make sense when described as other, even more mundane objects. So <laughs> boring metaphor. I know, I'm like, I zoned out at part of that. <laughs> what is that? The next one is no one's onions. <laughs> <laughs> I love onions, they're mine. There's no one but mine. <laughs> It means to know your stuff. To know one's onions means to know what you're talking about. Someone oh, the hell yeah, librarians. Fuck <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes. Why onions? Does the degree of your knowledge indicate the abundance of onions you know? Is it onions because you bore people to tears with your useless knowledge? That is possible, actually. <laughs> podcast <laughs> the only thing we know for sure is the striking phrase must be reintroduced into society <laughs> oh my gosh Keena. okay i'm picturing a t-shirt but with like the different kinds of onions <laughs> red onion yellow yellow onion, white and sweet and whatnot let's put all those and have like little of our backs on there for you. <laughs> See, I'm picturing a green onion as the little white end on the bottom is the body, and the rest of it is just all hair. Yes. <laughs> and then a, a bearded red onion is giving him a haircut. <laughs> <Like> a <barber. laughs> I need to doodle that now. 
<laughs> the next one is Mrs. Grundy. I mean, serious or uptight? It is unclear who Miss Grundy was or what she did to deserve such infamy, but nobody wants to be referred to as Miss Grundy. As Miss Grundy is a prude, uptight woman who doesn't have fun or crack a smile unless she absolutely has to. The closest equivalent to Mrs. Grundy nowadays might be a party pooper if people continue using this phrase past third grade. The juvenileness of party pooper means it's time for Miss Grundy to make a comeback. There's a market for it, and no phrase is currently catering to that market. That's <laughs> really a trying too to close sell to it. the Grundle for me. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and then you know when you consider the fact that party pooper is also rolled into that, that's there's no no thank yeah. you. Yeah. Our generation would be Miss Trunchbull. Wow. <laughs> yes. Yes. And don't be such a trunchbull. Like, I'll put you in the choking. You know, that's what I'm picturing right now. <laughs> <laughs> the next one we do say, you slay me. People say that. Though. Uh, yeah. I mean, yeah. That was funny. So you slay me is usually accompanied by a hearty laugh. Whatever you said to earn that comment must have been pretty funny. People in the 1920s were a jolly bunch who were always looking for a good time. So being told you slay me was a high compliment. <laughs> and then there's a bonus. Old sport. Which Gatsby said a lot. I think I've recently watched that movie. So, no, it's not exactly a 20s slang, but its origin is essentially synonymous with the 1920s. It's difficult to think about The Great Gatsby without thinking about the 1920s or vice versa. Old sport is Gatsby speak for friend or buddy. For full effect, this must be said while holding a glass of champagne, wearing white polos, sporting an overly gelled comb over, and preferably with fireworks exploding in the background of your mansion. <laughs> All right. Well, time to win the lottery and start calling people old sport. <laughs> oh, hell yeah. Yes. And that's my sick. Like it. 20 slang. Let's bring it back. There wasn't giggle water, but we've already got that covered. So Nailed it. We're pushing that out already. Eating that dead horse. It's going to happen. So I've got an extra one for you. Ooh, yes. I want them to bring back blow. Okay. Or leave. Go away. Oh. That, that was a good 20 slang that I liked. So you want somebody to go okay. away? Just guy. Blow. Don't explain <laughs> it. Just say it and wait. <laughs> I do like. I know. I'm just picturing all the confused faces. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> and th- I'm thinking of after-school kids. Like, how can I corrupt them to start getting them to say this? I'm <laughs> <laughs> gonna start saying please, so maybe I can get them to say blow. <laughs> <laughs> Old sport. Just kidding. Kind of sort. Um, all right, so my segment is Legos. Ooh. And the fact that they are making sets for blind people. Oh, that's cool. That's really awesome. One, I love Frankie's face on that. (laughs) Oh, I can't see it. I had to think about it for a second. I was like, wait, how is that? Wait, there's already nubs on it, though. Well, one is a way to learn Braille. So, like, each block has uh, different letters on there so they can learn how to read and spell and just manipulate the blocks. And that's also how they learn math and learning other languages, too, so not just English. So they're starting making school sets for blind and visually impaired. I think that's really cool. I saw some YouTube videos about it earlier today. And it started a few years ago with a kid. And his tutor, the kid was pretty much completely blind, and his tutor was like, he loved Legos, and he, she was trying to figure out how to make it possible. So she actually had Lego sets translated to Braille, 
So he could read the directions and she would just kind of help him find the right pieces, but he would figure it out himself where to put it. So he made these awesome intricate sets just using Braille to figure out how to put it together. That's That's pretty cool. cool. And there's another video of, again, another, another teen. What I believe it's his grandmother typed up descriptions. And so she would read the descriptions of where it would be placed. So like battleship, you know, three dots back plus two left and it'll be like one single peg so it described where it would be on the set so she'd read it out and he would figure it out where to put it by just using his hands and so he has built brooklyn bridge lego set he's built the hogwarts stuff just by listening to the directions and putting it all together and so they're trying to get it more and more accessible for other blind uh, blind students so lego now actually sells up to 30 sets now that are for blind people. I think that's really cool. Oh, and now wow. the schools are starting to get these Braille ones. So it's like just a really easy, simple way to learn Braille and the math and other languages. I just think it's so cool. It really is. Oh, I love some accessibility. It just seems like Lego as a company in general is they love looking out for the little guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I love in the 80s when they went with Logo TC Lego or Lego TC Logo, something like that, which is basically when they started learning computer programming. And the CEO was like, that's really neat. What if we combine that coding? So this is like super basic computers. It'd be awesome to combine that coding to with what we have. And then so they started building school sets to combine basic robotics, basically. All right, you get your humongous computer that size of a desk at that point. <laughs> and yeah hook it up to your Legos, basically, with a few motors. And then they can make little elevators and do all that fun stuff. And then now we they actually have national, international competitions with Lego robotics. Lego oh, that's so cool. Those are really hot in the library scene right now. The coding and the robots. We had so many. <laughs> Every <laughs> conference was them teaching how to do a new one. Well, and that's cool, too, because the more you can teach kids about just STEM stuff in general, mm-hmm. the better off the entire world is going to end up being. So Yeah, even museums so. are doing it. Crystal Bridges is where I did my internship. And for blind people, they have created the paintings, but you can touch them. So somebody has done like a complete. So like that famous painting of the guy about to be mauled by a bear. <laughs> I don't know if you know it. They bear is lush, and then you can feel the guy's clothes, and you can feel the trees. So they've started to make all the paintings where you can feel them. So I think it's really cool, the accessibility. Usually, if you want to feel a bear in the city, you have to go to certain clubs. But I guess that works too. (laughs) To each their own, man. To each their own. (laughs) I had something in my head, and then it just went away. Sorry. <laughs> no, it's fine. It was, that was probably funnier and better. <laughs> it's gone forever. It's fine. <laughs> and then when you least expect it, it'll come back and you'll be like, oh, no. And I'm like, yeah, it was useless. <laughs> but yeah, I just want to throw that little tidbit out there. I just thought it was so neat that they're really trying. Oh, I remember. It's back. Painting with a twist. We did a school with... <laughs> this happens all the time. <laughs> it's ADD. Painting with a twist. We did a class with the blind school here in Little Rock. What we did is they picked a very simple painting of four colors. And so blue, we punched a hole. Like we used paper plates. So 
by the blue paint, we punched one hole. Red was two holes. And then black, we did a triangle. And then white, we did two triangles. And we had a stencil. So for the visually impaired, they actually did pretty good. And there was only like two students that were completely blind. And we had to help them quite a bit. But still like the background and the basic shapes, it was an Eiffel Tower. So it was just doing a simple background with an Eiffel Tower. Like he still nailed it. It was pretty cool. It was a lot of fun. Awesome. I remember last time I told someone like, yeah, blind school had a class. They're like, how does that work? <laughs> well, <laughs> Rock has the school for the blind and deaf and they do some amazing stuff. Like, <laughs> nothing holds them back. It's just so great. I love that the deaf school, their mascot is the leopards. So they're the deaf leopards. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> it is so witty. I love it. So much. <laughs> it could not be better. Oh, man, I loved oh. those kids. They came to the teen center all the time. They'd bring, you know, buses of them, and they were just the sweetest kids ever. <sighs> I had so much fun with them. Are we ready to... <laughs> <laughs> this is awesome. Every time I pass that sign, I'll laugh. I enjoy it. So good. All you want to do is pour a little sugar as you're going by. <laughs> Are you ready for questions? Sure. So, Frankie... What's your social security number? <laughs> Let me get right on that one. <laughs> I think I'm going to say it. <laughs> That's fair. That's fine. Cannot <laughs> <laughs> blame you. We'll take PIN numbers, routing numbers, account numbers as well. Get it. Two. <laughs> the number is two. <laughs> I love it was like negative. <laughs> negative. <laughs> Start with telling people where you're from and your name and all that shit basic bitch basic stuff i hope that by now they figured out that i'm frankie (laughs) um you can usually find me on twitter just talking about random crap to random people i was i was trying so hard to stay caught up doing live tweeting with all of the shows but i got so busy there was no more time for any of that so but i live in uh in clackamas oregon which is right near portland i don't like going downtown portland anymore why? Well, no, there are parts of it that I still enjoy going down, but the there's been a lot of change lately, and now that there are more and more homeless out there, oh. it's not always safe. Yeah. And we always go places with our kids. Yeah. And we went down there a couple weeks ago, and actually, we're going down one of the streets, and all of a sudden, Sarah, the, the wife, she grabs one of the kids and goes, how about you stand on this side and push her on the other side of me? And I was a little confused looking around, and then I look in a little, a little doorway entry, and there's some guy just uh, just going to town on himself. Oh. It's, yeah, we, we changed the direction we were going and changed our location in the area, but it's just it's sad that it's changed the way it has, and it's mostly depressing, and that's why I don't want to go down there much anymore. No, I don't blame you. I mean, we used to go downtown, and we'd go to, like, McDonald's or something and get a bunch of, like, egg McMuffins and stuff in the morning and walk around and hand them out to people, mm-hmm. but... Nowadays, we kind of don't want to do it because, again, scary. I mean, yeah, I know the saddest part is now that I work in the children's department, I don't see as much as the single homeless people, but I get to see the homeless families, which is almost worse when I see a mom and she has four or five kids. Then there's a couple other moms too. It's like a group of them of, uh, of like three families with their boyfriends and I don't know. Who else? Because there's always like a couple extra people and I see them almost every day there. And most of the kids are luckily in school. I'm like, well, at least that's good. 
But then yeah. there's a little one. Ugh. And it sucks because you know that these people haven't just given up. It's just yeah. that they can't catch up. Yeah. yeah. We got really close to that point for a while, mm-hmm. but we got we got pretty lucky and we had enough family and enough people to help support us that we were able to get our feet underneath us. And now we're doing great again. So. That's awesome. I am happy that Little Rock has a cool homeless program where they'll pick up, I can't remember how many, it's like 30 homeless people a day and we'll take them to pick up trash and like help clean parks and whatnot. And we'll pay them 10 bucks an hour for it to help out clean the parks and everything for the day. I'm like, that's kind of nice. Cause at least then they get yeah. enough money to buy meals for the rest of the week. Well, I saw one of the men was on the news. He got to get his first apartment with the money he's making doing that. It was so sweet. It was really heartwarming. All right. So Frankie, what does your shirt say? Is it knowledge is power? School of rock. Yes. I love that. That's awesome. Oh, it's a good As a one. Fact, I changed into this shirt specifically for this. Oh, I yay! So, <laughs> so, Frankie is actually going to be writing a book. He is writing a book, and you guys will be able to buy it someday. But do you want to tell us a little little nugget, a little taste, yes, get people well, excited? Probably technically been working on it for upwards of five years. I'm just not enough time <laughs> to do it. So Yeah. At least that you're working on it. That's always yeah, good. Every little bit helps. It's always been moving forward. It's just it takes a lot of time. So, but the general idea, I originally got the idea after reading about technology to edit the human genome. It's called CRISPR, and the idea basically is is they replace a part of your your DNA sequence, and then the rest of your DNA reacts to that, and then it it changes whatever it is that they're trying to change. The they wanted to be able to start to eliminate genetic diseases, basically. Things that there are no treatments for, like Parkinson's and uh, um, Alzheimer's, which I almost forgot the word for that. Ironic. (laughs) So they came up with this technology. And, of course, I'm pretty cynical a lot of the time. So the first thing I thought of was Gattaca. Um, Yes. Sorry. Basically designer babies. So and then as time went on, especially once we hit, you know, around 2016 or so, I started realizing that, you know, there's the potential that this kind of technology could be easily abused. Somebody could easily be like, hmm, let's see what kind of super soldier we can make. (laughs) The premise is that the government created a single baby that actually took the, the editing that they wanted. But then there was a major disaster in the world, and basically the United States gets wiped out by a natural disaster. So this one individual baby survives and realizes that he's got basically superhuman abilities, including the inability to die. Um, His body is created in a way or is is altered in a way that instead of aging, instead of the cells replacing themselves with a copy. So that's how most people age is copy of a copy. It just gets worse every single time. His cells don't. They make perfect copies every single time. So he heals without scars. He doesn't age. He doesn't get sick. And so he lives through this this natural disaster. He sees a new kind of government start to rise. And then he realizes that some of the rejected test subjects that they used have survived and they've procreated. And there's more and more babies who are starting to be born with these abilities. But he's the only one in the world who has pretty much all of the intended effects. So the idea is that he's going to be working against a... A theocracy, basically, somebody who's found an ancient Bible and manipulated what was inside of it to come up with their own power structure and to be in control of everything. So he's going to be working with a group of people who 
are basically trying to keep them from abusing the people who have these powers. Mm-hmm. And that's that's the basic overall premise. But I've taken a lot of inspiration from a lot of different artists that I really look up to, that I really appreciate, and mostly music. But I've also decided to include you know other people that I've met along the way that I've got a lot of respect for that I really like, which is why you guys are in there. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Um, and, you know, for everybody who's got their headphones on right now, these two, they're going to have abilities as well. I'm not going to talk Ooh. completely about what they are because I want you to figure it out once you read it. But uh, <laughs> uh, it's going to be kind of related to a little bit of, of what I interpreted personalities to be at first. But it, the characters are going to be important. Okay, cool. So. I'm so excited. My mom is the biggest dystopian novel aficionado ever she reads everything and i sent her the little snippet you sent me over twitter and she's like oh my god i need this book right now (laughs) yeah it's funny too because the whiff constantly is like why haven't you finished that yet i need to know what happens yes Um, she knows one of the major spoilers so she really wants me to get it oh that's awesome yeah my mom reads everything and she's like that's good that's better than half the stuff i'm reading right now so Definitely got the uh, old old Alita's thumbs up. Half the time, the reason that I get stuck is because I get into my own head and start to go, this is probably isn't going to go anywhere, and then I stop. Oh, you got this, dude. We need this. We need (laughs) libraries around the world need your book in it. Yes, that's true. Natalie needs to tell every team that comes in there, get this book. (laughs) (laughs) Well, as soon as I get it done. (laughs) How far are you into it? Um, it's not like a pressure thing, but just curious. <laughs> I think the last chapter that I actually got to or that I'm at is 11 and it's probably going to be close to, if I want to go through everything that I plan to go through, probably close to 30 or 40 chapters Okay. after five years. No, it's fine. Life <laughs> yeah. happens, you know? Like, and it I sounds should... like you at least have it well thought out too. Yeah. And... I try to make sure that everything that, that happens in it is more or less plausible. Yeah, so people so, don't just poke holes in it or yeah. like they do. I've got a couple of, of side spinoffs that I'm going to do at the same time. So there's one continuous canon and there's not mm-hmm. a need to go back and retcon anything or try to correct mistakes that were made. No, that's great. I love brains that work that way. I love hearing you know writers talk about their process. Stephen King, who said that he had a dream, he woke up, had a cigarette, and the entire plot of The Shining was in his head. And he's having that framework in there and then just being able to, like, knock it out. That's so cool to me. So you've got a plan. You're going to knock it out. It doesn't matter how long it takes. I, think I mean, I've had an outline somewhere, but it's yeah. old. <laughs> it's changed yeah. a lot. You know what's going to happen. You know the world's in your head, and it's going gonna, it's gonna to come together. You've done the worst part. The worst part is coming up with the plot. Yeah, definitely. I don't think he's mentioned he has, like, twins. I mean, they're a little time-consuming, I'm assuming, tiny humans. But, like, two? That's probably, like, even extra. I think actually having two is less time-consuming than one, because at least they can distract themselves. That's true. Like, go play with each other in the room. Yeah. Except then, five minutes later, you get, you know, screaming, so. Fighting? (laughs) Yeah, pretty much. Oh, kids. (laughs) They are adorable. What's your daytime job? I work at an automatic palletizing manufacturing company. Oh uh, 
so a what? lot of words I do not understand. So we <laughs> we make machines that will bring product into it, stack it on a pallet, and wrap it in a in shrink wrap all at the same time. Oh, okay. That's really so, cool. Yeah, but I'm the safety coordinator there, so my job is to make sure that everything that we do is done correctly for OSHA standards, for NFPA, or uh, National Fire Protection Association, I think is the actual acronym, but... But I just make sure that we're following the standards and that we're not doing things in ways that are going to get our workers, you know, broken or killed. That's helpful. (laughs) The funny thing is, though, I got into this position after I dropped a 200-pound piece of equipment on my knee while I was kneeling underneath it. Oh, no. (laughs) Yeah, it was was pretty bad. I was trying to hang it up on the chain, and I had done it backwards, and I was trying to measure the chain. and I bumped it, and it slipped off, and the... uh, the safety latches at the time weren't designed correctly. They had a little taper on the end. So oh. instead of stopping the piece equi- uh, the piece from coming down, it went all the way down. It's a sound that I will never forget. It's like in your nightmares. Pretty much. I can't imagine. Well, you're military too, so you should be pretty familiar with all those safety peoples. Yeah. Military were you with? I was in the Oregon National Guard for eight years. Oh, that's amazing. That's a so, long time, too. Well, two of that was technically in the inactive ready reserve, so I didn't do anything for it. I was just on the rolls, basically. But but still, that's awesome. Thank you for your service. I know that makes everybody uncomfortable, so that's why I do it. It's funny. <laughs> Every time somebody tells Zeke that, he's just like, Ugh. Yeah, although I still tell people, well, like, if they'll say, thank you, sir, I'll, don't call me sir. I work for a living. <laughs> I also call all of our new guys FNGs, and like all the acronyms are still used pretty regularly. Yeah, he only talks in acronyms, and I'm like, you need to speak English <laughs> around me, dude. I don't know what you're talking about. I don't. Once you're in, you're always in, I guess. <laughs> At least up here. Although, the Army failed to teach me to stop volunteering for things. <laughs> Projects just because I volunteer for them. That's true. It's true. Had an interesting life. That's one word for it. <laughs> oh, and then writing is there anything else you like to do for fun i try to play video games oh what do you like to play well i finally just got done playing borderlands 3 after getting it i think on its release day <laughs> there's too many kids running around this place for this oh, madness yeah. oh, i gotcha so but no i i like a lot of puzzle type things and and if random thoughts come into my head i'll sit there and research them for hours which is probably why i enjoy listening to you guys so much because Aww. it's such random stuff but it's also I interesting <laughs> i don't know to be proud of our randomness or ashamed or a little both oh, definitely <laughs> proud absolutely like add times two <laughs> exactly <laughs> Can't rein that in. <laughs> but that just means that you keep the attention of, of everybody else who's, you know, I guess scatterbrained would be a good way. To, yeah. yeah. I know. And what y'all get is the edited version. And so, like, Frankie <laughs> hearing seeing this live. <laughs> yeah, no, the live is so much fun like, still. Girl, girl. Yeah. Shiny Although things. I got to see, I saw, I saw the, the door open behind you, Kena. Oh, uh, yeah. 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 At first okay. I was like, oh, crap, her house is haunted. <laughs> No, you just get used to it, you know. Yeah. yeah. The very first time, I'm sure Keenan saw my eyes, like, just, like, widen just a little bit. <laughs> and then I saw a dog, I'm like, oh. And then ever since then, I just assume it's always a dog. Yeah. A dog or, or a husband just dancing oh, behind the door. Oh, that, too. Yeah. <laughs> I 
I think it was like a drunk dive. He was like air humping. And I was like, dude, this is going straight to Patreon. I'm not editing that out. No, it was like by your face. I'm like, that's yeah. not appropriate. He'll try to scare me. God, that's the other thing that I'm planning to do eventually. One day, if I can come up with the plans, I can get investors, whatever. I'm going to open a haunted house that also works as a paintball arena for the rest of the year. Yes, I'm coming. Like, two things I love, paintball and haunted houses. Yes, and and combining the two most fun things you can possibly do into one thing. That's brilliant. I'm going to try to design sets that are easily broken down and built back up so that we can rearrange it within a day or so, so that it'll be really easy to set everything up. If you're an investor out there, hook this guy up because we need this. (laughs) I'm also going to set it up so that there's a decent audio setup for it, too, so Mm -hmm. that when, like, the artists that helped inspire me to actually write the stuff or when my favorite podcasters <laughs> come through, <laughs> they'll have a place to come and, uh, and do their performance stuff. And I won't ever charge the people that I like for, um, for <laughs> fees or anything. I'll just take part of the, the ticket sales and Aww, they keep okay. everything for merch and all that stuff. So that sounds amazing. Sounds like such a great idea. So you're an investor. This is a great idea. I I was also thinking about it, too, because if we set it up in a room-to-room kind of style, I can also talk to local police departments, the local military units, and they can come in and do training, do clearing of rooms. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's a great idea. A lot of fun. You can jump in in that escape room stuff. Ooh, yes. Those are hot right now. Paintball escape room. <laughs> if you don't get it in time, you have to run away or get shot. <laughs> yeah, yes. pretty much. <laughs> or just throw uh, like a a paint grenade and just throw it in there. <laughs> the ceiling opens up and they just drop down. <laughs> There's like a horror movie out right now, like Escape, I think, mm-hmm. about like if you don't solve it, the room kills you. Basically, like yeah. that, oh, but yeah. like was, less paint. <laughs> I think it's just called yeah. Escape Room. I know. Yeah, that's, that's it. It was surprisingly good. I, like I used it. to set up the escape rooms for the library, but I'm like, this is hard. I don't know if I would even get it. Our library, we now have kits. Someone has already done it for you. Yeah. My no, kids later always I'll... try to cheat, and then they would break the locks. And I'm like, this is why we can't have nice things. Because <laughs> once you cheat to try to reprogram the lock, it's broken forever. I'm like, oh, God damn it. It was the youths. The youths. Youth. Yeah. <laughs> when in doubt, yeah. Wait, we need to we need to get you we need to get you money and we need to get this going. <laughs> yes. And then you can do your big announcement. That's what I'm hearing. My last question for you, Frankie, though, is what are you drinking? Well, now not anything because I finished it, but I found <laughs> what, these. What are uh, you drinking? <laughs> these Jack Daniels black jack colas. It tastes it's like oh. a, a Jack and Coke in a bottle. Well, that is. Nifty. Yes, oh, please. I said nifty. Super tasty. I- <laughs> <laughs> they have another one that we got too. It's like a lemonade something, and it's just it's uh, like a cherry like lemonade. lemonade. It's so good. Lemonade's so good. Sounds delicious. Sponsor us. <laughs> That's what we're here. Jack Daniel's sponsor. <laughs> well, thank you so much, Frankie, for coming. We're so excited that you're able to get here so fast. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'll have to I'll have to show you my setup. You could probably put it up on the thing, but yeah, it's a uh, Piecemeal. <laughs> There's my microphone. No, this is my guitar hero microphone. <laughs> I love that. But at least your your mic has stayed together, unlike Audrey's that fell apart. Yeah, it was in like 
three different pieces by oh, the no. Audrey's, <laughs> Audrey's like mine, which is on like this tripod. Yeah. And she was kind of playing with it and like the legs were coming off one by one. <laughs> she <laughs> and was then by the hammered. <laughs> yeah, I think she every had... episode that I listened to with her on it, she was just so gone by the end of it. It was like eight in the morning, so she had no food, I'm sure. I think that's probably <laughs> what it was. She had just woken up. So bless I her. Just started drinking. <laughs> yeah. But she was in she... Japan, right? Yeah. Yeah, super jealous of that. Oh my yeah. god. Yeah. She's she's hilarious. As I was like, I need to call her because she's asking me how to start a podcast. <laughs> so it's like, okay. <laughs> yeah, that's another thing we want to do eventually too. That's gonna be fun. Yeah. Podcast. Yeah, and you can get you guys onto that one too, because I'm sure you like arguing. Yes. No, I, mean, I don't know. I'm not a big fan of conversation, but I can play fight. <laughs> oh, that's yeah, that's the plan. We're never gonna argue anything serious. That's stupid. Yeah. Uh, oh I yeah, remember he's telling me. Yeah, yeah, wasn't it like sweet or dill pickles? Like it's always like really silly <laughs> yeah, choices. Yeah. Yes. Um, so, yes, I approve. I hadn't thought about that one, but sweet or regular relish. I like that. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> yeah we love to maybe i can set up pop soda or cola oh god mostly it's like in this house it's bagel or bagel and i'm like it is not bagel it is, it is bagel. absolutely not bagel that yeah, does it's... not make grammar sense either like learn it's your like, vowels and your consonants it must be a wisconsin thing and he also says pecan and i'm like it's pecan he's like no it's pecan it, it's just like a constant the Wisconsin versus the Arkansas, and I'm like pecan, 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 or yeah, pecan. I say pecan. I say and pecan. We live in the we live in the pecan capital of the goddamn country. <laughs> <laughs> we can't decide which one it is. <laughs> There's actually a map of how it all gets pronounced of pecan, just that one word. A lot of words that they do that for too. Yes, I love them. I'm very fascinated by well, it. They they are like, I say roly poly, and he says. Oh, he says something. Potato bug? Yeah! I've never heard of that. It's either potato bug or pill bug. Pill bug! That's what he says. Pill bug. And then I say crawdaddy, and he says mud bug. And I'm like, what's the fucking mud bud? It's a crawdaddy. (laughs) So, we have a lot of differences. (laughs) There was a meme that says, let's make this spider sexy. And then somebody called him daddy long legs. Patreon fam to join us. So this it's is the fun. new year. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we'll have you back. I'm sure. It's I certainly hope so. Yes, uh, most definitely. <laughs> we only have what, like, 20 patrons, so like, we'll be circling. Don't worry. <laughs> and then watch. By the time you get back to the end, you're gonna have like 60. Oh, uh, that's the dream. So, uh, if we do, it might be because of you and that awesome paintball idea. <laughs> yes. <laughs> So if you want to join Patreon and be cool like Frankie, it's patreon.com slash historically. Not cool like us. Just Frankie. <laughs> I'm glad I wasn't the one who had to say it. I'll admit it. I know my faults and my downfalls. I don't have a School of Rock t-shirt. What, what, what now? <laughs> All right, guys, thank you so much for listening and joining us for another mini gab. Woo! Bye. Bye. Okay, bye.